Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi team, welcome to our fabulous podcast, Ketamine's Business, with my gal pal, Zach Delatte. That's right, Keta, we're going to be grabbing the goss and dishing the dirt on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Ooh, yes. So come on, take a ride and mind my business, bitch. Whoa. Oh my goodness, final episode. Oh my God, hi Zach. I thought you were about to sing Oh Canada. <laughs> oh Canada. I don't know that song. How does it go? I don't know. I was just singing it to Here Comes the Bride. <laughs> Canada. Canada. <laughs> What's the Australian national anthem? Uh, something racist, probably. <laughs> Time your kangaroo down, Bob. Time your kangaroo down. <laughs> Hi, Kita. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Zach Delatte. Uh, it's a little bit bittersweet for me, actually, today, because I've come to the realisation that this is our final episode of Ketamine's Business with my gal pal, Zach Delatte. I thought you were going to say you're officially a has-been. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I think I was once? <laughs> Someone the other day, you know how there's the whole like twink to like twas or something? Someone said that I was a twas bean. <laughs> oh, Cam. I thought that was, and then what was the other one? Oh, twenchant. Twenchant. Oh my God. <laughs> but yes, the end of season three of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a bit bittersweet, isn't it? But it's been a very fabulous episode. I was just having a little think. It does. It's hard to believe it was just eight weeks ago that they all walked into the workroom. And we said, who? <laughs> who are these gorgeous wahine gracing our screens? And um, I just, you know, if we had to rattle them off, could you name the cast quick fire? Of course, we had the beautiful Amel. She was such a sweet guest on episode one. Then Ivory. Who was third? Was it Ivana? Then Ivana, then Rita, Rita. then Ashley. Ashley Madison. My dear Ashley Madison. Then Bumper. Oh, Bumps. Oh, Bumps. Oh, Bumper. And then, of course, it was Hollywood. Hollywood. And she was a character having on the pod. Loved that. Loved that. Uh, and then uh, the la- the- it brings us to the top three. And we have in the top three of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, we have Floor. Uh, Isis Avis Loren and Gabriella Uchgooch Bagooch. Gabby G, up in the house. I love that fucking Gabby G. 
<laughs> Gabby G, what an icon. What an icon. They're all they're all icons in their own right, aren't they? I mean, Isis is a fucking ledge. Spoiler alert, we do talk with the top three later, but <laughs> actually, except Floor, who said, fuck this podcast. I'm not fuck this podcast. It. Yeah, as well. Yeah, full <laughs> disclosure. Floor has said she's far too busy to do media interviews. Sorry, ma'am. I'm too busy. I've been a little. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Uh, (laughs) Look, let's go into it. It was it was a bit of a sad episode actually because we made it to the end. Um, You know, Mm. it it was a pretty standard uh, final episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. It it was very cookie cutter. We had a little sing song, a song challenge with uh, doing a RuPaul song choreography uh, and a top three. But unfortunately, we found out at the end of the top three, floor. Oh, mi amor flor mi amor flor no from Guatemala to down under <laughs> <laughs> the last two seasons I've been in New Zealand obviously um, and so we've all been cheering we cheered for you and we cheered for Spanx um, this season I'm here in Sydney and I don't know Flora I'm sorry if you're listening to this the crowd erupted when New Zealand was eliminated and I was <laughs> like oh, 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 no <laughs> no I was Nigel no mates there arms crossed like <laughs> but you know what? I mean, uh, understandable. You know, Australians should be very patriotic, and um, you know, th- anyone should be proud of where they're from. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it is about time we have a gorgeous Australian winner. So, um, you know, True. no hard feelings there from my on my account. No, I, I, I totally can understand that for sure. Um, but let's have a little quick recap of the app because it was quite fabulous. We of course it, got to oh. see uh, our our one of my absolute favorite queens they announced that they're going to do a choreographed number and we got to see queen kong Kong. make her fabulous return of course queen kong all the way from rupaul's drag race uh final episode of season two uh top contender there and has now come back as the lip sync assassin and choreographer uh for rupaul's drag race down under season three now was this a surprise for you when you saw kong come in uh, well, obviously we saw her in the trailer last week, so yes. no, but when she did pop up for that part, yes, I was surprised because I knew, well, I figured Spanky would make a cameo, but I didn't think there would be any more um, alum, any more alum, <laughs> um, yes. so it was lovely. I was like, oh, Madam Kong in the house, all the way from, yeah. is it Mangari, Mangadewa maybe? Ah. Uh- I think she says she's from Margaret. I'm not 100% sure. I know she lives near, uh, I mean, she's so busy. She's always around the world. She's barrel rolling. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Or as I call it, sushi rolling on. Um, but I feel like she didn't catch on to that one. She's probably like, bitch, it's not called sushi rolling. Um <laughs> But <laughs> it was when I was doing um, uh, Binge Queens with Angeria over in the USA. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to call that the sushi roll. And then uh, Queen <laughs> Kong, I don't think, took very kindly to that. But, <laughs> but uh, I think she's she lives in Adelaide now, I I believe. Yes. Uh, but she's all around the motu, all the place. Uh, but she, um, yeah, I believe originally from Mangere, I want to say in New Zealand. Yeah. I love that from small to like, same with the, the Ballarat storyline. I love that from little rural to the main stage, the biggest yes. stage in the world. And of course she's a fabulous dancer. Um, and so it's, it, it feels absolutely fitting. I mean, of course in season two, we yeah. had Electra shock who was a professional dancer, uh, mm-hmm. come in to do the choreography. Chorogra- <laughs> <laughs> 
Chore- How do you say that? Choreography challenge. Um, yeah. So that was nice to have to see Kong back there. And as you did mention, of course, we had another little guest. We saw Spanky Jackson in the workroom out of drag. Spanky motherfucker. <laughs> in the house tonight. Now, this is something we haven't seen on RuPaul's Drag Race yet, which is the winner coming into the workroom out of drag. Now, no. I can give you a little bit of a behind the scenes, a little behind the curtain goss, oh, because yes. when I went back for season two, they actually had me film a very similar scene. Mm. Uh, and I came into the workroom out of drag. Uh, so actually we had to put our face on at the studio because they wanted to film us out of drag in the workroom. Um, you had a beard. I remember you had facial hair. Uh, I did. And funnily enough, they never used it in the footage for the show, uh-huh. but the little, you know, how, you know how like online it has like the little thumbnail and you can kind of like see little you know, that sort of thing. Funnily mm-hmm. enough, they had a clip of me uh, in in that scene, in the workroom, yeah. out of drag, uh, but it never actually made the footage of the show, which of the episode, which was interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it makes me wonder if it got cut last minute or I'm not really 100% sure. I do remember when season two aired and you were finally able to post your stuff. I remember you showed like, I'm just arriving to set and you had your, was it your cheetah print jacket and your facial hair? And I was like, she's shaving at the studio. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just trying to think where I'd come back from. I'd come back from somewhere. Not nearly dying in Thailand. Not there. No. Oh, no, no, no. That was after. Nearly dying in Thailand was after. No. That's your memoir number two, right? Yeah. (laughs) Nearly dying in Thailand. Uh, no, no, this was, Drag Race was filmed after I nearly died in Thailand, didn't it? Where were you in January last year? No, this year. They filmed in this year. We're talking about your, when you came on. Oh, duh, duh. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is for, oh my (laughs) gosh. Don't do drugs in your youth, children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Drug queen? I'm the queen of drugs. (laughs) Cat. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um just tying back to seeing madame kong did you see the rigmarole on twitter about how her choreography was actually cut in the end yes so that's interesting um so yeah she went through all of that she had backup dancers and then we see on the main stage that there was close to zero choreography and, and no dancers and kong did touch on that didn't she what did she say on twitter she just said, oh, because I think people were coming at her for it. It looked really simple and easy. And she was like, girl, that was not my work. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. drag them. Drag them. Which, I mean, you can understand. If, if the girls are really struggling and you're not going to get the episode content mm. that you need, you can imagine why they're just like, <laughs> look, man. <laughs> look, you just shimmy and shake and just give it all you got. But we do get shots like that with the iconic BB, what's her name? BB Rexa. Now, what's the drag queen who won? BB. Oh, BB's a horrible day. When they do the lift and everyone got it except for her, that was an iconic shot. <laughs> that was actually delicious. I loved that scene. That was so shady. <laughs> I guess if you have a whole dance number where yeah. it's like, oh, and you know, you also have to build up the suspense of uh, where the episode's going to go. And, um, you know, funnily enough, I got told once from. Uh, a producer, I think they're a producer credit, of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And I don't know how accurate this is, but I got told that the final episode is treated like 
an episode. So the winner of that episode is the winner of the show. It's like once you've made it to the final episode, it's sort of like there's no kind of like, oh, you've got a really good track record, so you deserve to win. It's still like everyone's equal and the winner of that episode wins the show. Interesting. Let's do the job of recapping the episode. I had a few drinks at the finale. I was <laughs> I was obliterated. <laughs> Um, so from memory, let's try and put this together. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was pretty cookie cutter, wasn't it? I mean, it was, um, they, they did a recap. They sat around the table. It, it was very cookie cutter of what they've done every final episode of season one, season two. They sat around the table. They reminisce of the girls. They get told they're right. doing a dance uh, comp. They do some choreography. They write some lyrics. There wasn't really too much for me that really stood out. No. Has it always been a Jaffa lunch rather than the Tic Tac? Yeah, it's always been. It always it's Jaffa? always been a Jaffa lunch. Okay, I liked that. Who took the whole bowl? Someone took the whole bowl. Was that Gabs? Oh. Everyone else took like little one or two, and Gabs was like, "I'll take the whole bowl." Yeah, the whole was bowl. Was it floor? I don't know. Someone. You did. know, I think I think Rue's also in that moment, always looking for how the girls respond to being offered Jaffas, and if they do something polite, or if they do something comedic, or if they do, you know, like it, it's. Always, mm. I think Rue's always looking like, what will they do in this moment? Um, I'll always remember what I did. I said, I'll just take two because I'm not. I've never been able to fit more than two balls in my mouth at once. <laughs> See, I like that. I love or that. something along those lines, anyway. And was that just an off-the-cuff thing, or you you walked in prepared with that? No, just no. I mean, honestly, every everything I did on Drag Race was uh, for the most part off the cuff. I mean, you know, I I was flabbergasted when I was in the we'd catch these little taxi vans home each night to the hotel and I remember the girls I remember it so vividly I remember where I was sitting in the van I was like at the back on the right hand seat and all the girls were just talking about how they all had jokes written for them and lyrics written for them and oh, wow. uh, all this all this content written for them or and people had helped them that they brought with them to drag race and I was thinking Oh, fuck. Hmm. Like, why didn't I think of that? Oh. Um, I I had actually thought about lyrics, lyrical content, and I had kind of yeah. written a rough um a rough guide to some lyrics, which I never used, which I think maybe we talked about on this pod one one episode. Um, and it was something along the lines of, Hey team, it's scene queen, Miss Ketamine. Hit me with a yes guard, then I'll get it, Queen. And and I got to drag race no, and I was that's like camp. Yeah, but I, I was like, you know what? This is so generic. It's not me, and I'm just not feeling it. Right. So that's when I sat down in my hotel room that night, and that's when I wrote um, Quirky Kooky Kitch Quick and Keen, hashtag Team Ketamine. Um, Love that. which Which ultimately is, I'm so proud of. Um, mm -hmm. To this day, I remember when we filmed that, uh, Michelle Visage looked at me, and she goes, do you have more verse allowance than the other girls? And I was like, no, it's just because I've got so many rhymes and, yeah. you know, assonance. I'm shoving words in there. Yeah, it's just mm. shoved in. I remember Michelle being so impressed with my, you know, and I was very proud of it too, you know, not to toot my trumpet. And also I knew if I made it to the finale that they always do hashtag team Isis, right, right, right. And notice how they just do the first name, like team, um, team Adore or team, you know, team whatever it is. Yeah. Do you notice uh, for Down Under... Uh, they did Team Ketamine. Were the others Team Scarlet and Team Art? I don't know. I want to have a look now. I want to go back and have a look. But I feel like they did it uh, to validate. I, I could be wrong, um, but I feel like they did it to validate my attempt to add that into my lyrical content earlier in the episode, uh, in the season. 
It really does roll off the tongue, though. Like, hashtag Team Kirimi. Or maybe just because I'm so used to saying it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, my name, you know, kind of like, I mean, obviously a lot of drag names rely on the last name to complete the pun. But it, like, Kirimi is like, you know, it, it works. It rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> so, of course, we see Spanky in boy mode in the workroom, which was quite fun. So, uh, you know, they do their thing. They learn the choreography. And then we see them on the runway and as as you're right as kong pointed out there's no backup dancers there is not much choreography but they do put on a performance and it was um it was you know i i actually didn't think it was bad the performance no i I enjoyed the song um i can't for the life of me remember what it's called sad crying no crying Something. You won't see me crying on the dance floor. Which also sounds like the Michelle Visage song she's got with Steps. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't you know you don't know that RuPaul song? No. It's an old. They've had it on like I think it was like season. I I'm sure it's been on Drag Race before. They're like we can't do Super Queen another time. If we try to do Fly 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 again, <laughs> she's a Super, super Queen. queen. Um, but no, that, it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought the um the lyrics were really good. I thought the girls did well. Um. And, and there was choreography in there. There was choreography in there which looked like it was Queen Kong choreography. So I would, if I had to place a bet, I would say they took this little, a couple of moves, like like maybe an eight yeah. count move from Kong's choreography, which they all kind of did a little bit hodgepodgely mm. together. And then for the most part, they were like, okay, now you two just bob over there while this girl freestyles. Totally. It was a little pick and mix of what they wanted to use yeah. from Madam Kong. No, yeah. And what I did like, well, half-half. Sometimes I really like um, the rehearsals. Obviously, it's a limited time period, window, episode. You can't put it all in. I'm sure they probably did film them recording and writing and stuff. That's fine. I do like the performances the first time we're hearing the songs, the vi- we're hearing any of it raw for the first time. So it's quite exciting because I'm like, oh, mm, what is it? What are they singing I agree. about? I liked it. Because obviously, like, you know, we saw a couple episodes back, Gab's lost her voice, so we knew the song. She was going to have the smoking character. Yeah. This, I had no idea what to expect. It sounded fabulous. I will be saving it when it is available. Maybe it will be out by the time this episode comes out. Um, but is it still now, not it on Spotify? Not- no, and neither is the episode one song. Why I'm about to start a GoFundMe campaign or something. <laughs> I don't know. I really like it. They do have well, BMX Bitches. BMX Bitches is out. Okay. And, you know, obviously, you know, silver lining, we still get to have uh, Hollywood's gorgeous track, which is available for streaming. Now. Oh, yes. Putting Black Beauty on the map. Putting Black, Black Beauty on the map. So there was definitely a little bit of stumbling. We saw Floor stumbling quite a lot. Um, it does feel like production have really honed in on making sure they use that footage. It, it did feel like totally. that. Totally. Which made it feel like it was going to potentially be going in a certain direction. And um, of course, we'll get to that. But after the performance, of course, uh, they get to chat to Rue. And now we get this little moment where they get to see their little little baby pictures and give their oh. younger selves some advice um i i actually personally absolutely love this part of drag race every final final episode I, I think I feel like it's so polarizing. People either love it or they skip right over it. Some people honestly just yeah. skip right past it. From what I've heard from a lot of people, they're like, well, it's just the same mm. shit all the time. We have a shared experience as a community and um, Yeah, and I I think it's very healthy to yeah, to be constantly reminded of that and, and to see other people um hmm. You know, like, you know, because often it's a very emotional thing to be like, fuck, you know, because I, I, I'll tell you what, from my experience doing that, there's so many emotions that come to play. I felt proud of myself that I'd got through shit. 
I felt, you know, you start thinking about all of the, th- because, you know, you're talking to this younger self and she's saying like, what advice would you give this child? And I don't know if they all, if, if everyone thinks about it as much as I did, but all of a sudden I'm having these thoughts of, I'm talking to this little kid before they have experienced everything that I mm. have experienced in my life up to this point. Mm. And there were some mm. fabulous times, but there were some fucking hard times. And mm. and all of a sudden, you know, I'm th- getting emotional just thinking about it now. All of a sudden you're, ha- you're thinking about not only all those experiences, but you're thinking about this vulnerable little child that has yet to go through them, you know? Then you're on the other end of it, surviving it all. And now talking mm. to this child. So, you know, like, um, you know, I can see why people are like, oh, we've seen it so many times, but I guess I probably have a different view of it because mm. I, I, I did, I've done that moment and it was, uh, it was really powerful and just really emotional in that, in that moment. I actually used that clip in my one woman show delightfully camp. Um, you did. You did. Mm. I find that uh, the people that skip over, uh, like there's a certain type of gay that hasn't experienced hardships I find. And those are the people right. that are just like, Oh, grow up. Yeah. I just think, I think to myself, right. if they were like, what would you say to young Zach I would say, do not record your trick experience. <laughs> That was great. Drift to Express was so good. It was so good. (laughs) During the episode, I was sat right next to Gab's and Isis's parents. They were both there at the finale, which was so emotional, especially because Isis was talking about on the show how she was scared. I think it was Isis that was talking about coming out to her father, who was Catholic. Yeah. And you saw him kind of for a moment. I hope Isis doesn't mind me talking about it, but he kind of looked embarrassed for a bit almost as Mm. he was hearing Isis talk about this. And then Isis wraps the conversation with saying that I had nothing to be scared of. He's been the most loving dad ever. And he put his hand up in a little like fist like this, being like, I got you kind of son sort of thing. Oh and it was god. just, uh, it broke me. I was, I was Oh my god, I'm feeling like I want to cry just hearing that. <laughs> oh, I was a wreck. Um, and then Gabs' mum sobbing next to me. It was too much. <laughs> it was so sweet. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, we, in the, these moments, we kind of always think doom and gloom and everything's going to be the worst. You know, like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure I can probably talk about it. My partner, uh, you know, recently came out to his friends and family. So he, like, live went through the shit very recently. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's all like, oh, shit, like, what will they say? Will I lose friends? Will I lose family? Um, you know, and it's not always the case, but most of the time in my experiences, you know, and and we're in, we're in a relatively a pretty free country here in New Zealand. Um, for the most part, families are usually like, "Oh, we already knew," <laughs> or <laughs> or like they're okay. And and obviously, I'm not discounting the fact that there are a lot of situations where that's not the case. Mm. Um, and I feel my heart absolutely breaks for people in those moments. Mm. But um, especially rural the, New Zealand, that's yeah, rural New Zealand. Yeah, I feel for for being, sure. it must be so hard to be queer and like living on a farm or something. Mm. But there are so many instances where it's actually the hurdles are being put in place by ourselves because we're yes. worried. Um, but, you know, very often it's actually like, you know, your family is still going to love you. You're not going to lose a single thing. And actually what will happen is your life will be so much more enriched by not having that hurdle in place anymore. Mm. 
We're asking deep and meaningful on the podcast. I know, I know. But we're, <laughs> we're here to talk about We keep going bloody off track. Um, we should be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. The final episode is very about that. I think the final episode of RuPaul's Drag Race always, um, you know, throughout even any season of Drag Race, it does sort of hit these sort of like, you know, these touching points. But I feel like the hmm. last episode, especially of Down Under, you know, they start it by reminiscing of the girls and talking about them. And uh, they, they often have, you really get this last little insight into the girls' lives then they talk to themselves as young children and then of course we have someone have a life-changing experience and win so i think the last episode is very emotional Hmm. and and so it feels fitting that we're kind of having these conversations on the last ep yeah it definitely has the last episode always has peaks and troughs and it kind of is a roller coaster of emotions one thing you just you just touched on how they talked about the other girls we did not see the other cast members this episode i thought maybe they'd do like a little whole cast come on stage finale did they do that for any of the other two seasons no they they don't the us that yeah i i mean i think that comes down to a budget issue basically basically they're like okay you're out of here um yeah so they do they do all that fabulous sort of you know they do the chat to the younger selves um and then usually in the episodes from season one season two rue would then say well now i want to see you all lip sync for the the crown but uh we had a bit of a twist normally we get the three lip syncing with the splice screen but this time rupaul says you know what yeah bitch you're eliminated what no the last kiwi no (laughs) the last kiwi said and the room went the crowd went wild poor little floor's face uh but you know what uh, i was very proud of flora in that moment she looked absolutely crushed uh but she crushed she, but composed but composed and she was basically like uh i can't remember exactly what she said but she basically said she had the most amazing time and thank you for having me uh and and she left and uh and she still did she do as me again I guess the season is mine or something. It's mine, yeah. Oh, bloody cool. Well, bless well, her. It does mean we her. could see her on a future season. It does. Silver lining. Silver, Silver lining. lining. But finally, she gets the fuck off the stage. Thank you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Move over, Dora the Explorer. Go explore the backstage because we've got a crowning to do. Yeah, go pack your backpacks. <laughs> 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 and which means now the lip sync for your crown is two queens. Two queens stand before it. Now in season one, we lip synced for the crown, but we did it one at a time. I'm trying to think, season two, how did they do it? Did they do it all together? I no, they, they did, did it one, one at a time the... again, I think. And then they splice it in post. But I guess this time they were just like, oh, it's just a normal lip sync. Yeah, two queens, normal lip sync. You know what? I was watching this lip sync and it was really cool to see because I think Isis and Gabriella have two very distinct vibes about them. And this lip sync really came across like that. You really saw the individual Mm. personalities doing what they do best. I think by the end of this episode, I was honestly obliterated. What was the song? (laughs) Uh, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. Okay, great. But it was just me. Um, but I do remember what you're saying. The very distinctive styles could not be more different, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got the campy, and then we've got the kind of 
not serious. The composed the and, and, the composed and the calm. And, and, yeah. And uh, we come to the end of the song and now is that final moment where our hearts are pounding and it's all come down to this moment and we're about to have a new queen of Down Under. And the winner is... Reese Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ben! <laughs> ben, Ben, get out here with your glitter and go <laughs> No, yes, of course, the winner is, drum roll please! Brrr, oh my gosh and she does her little uh thank you speech she twirls holding her beautiful little train holding that scepter and uh they all trot off stage and um that brings us to the end of ruble's drag race down under season three is what a journey it's been have you enjoyed the season i have i think i said maybe a couple episodes ago it's both been so slow but quickly as well and now it's almost like because the new season just got launched yesterday, I think, about whatever it is now. I'm like, oh my God, on to the next. Oh gosh, it's, there's so much of it. It's really fabulous to see, but it is heartbreaking when we come to the end of another season of Drag Race Down Under. But I have a, I have an idea for a new uh, season of Down Under, which I'll get into uh, later in the show. I'm going to bring it up to one of our guests. But, oh, I had to spoil the surprise, Zach Delarte, but we do have some special guests. So um, I'd like to bring on, if I may, our first very special guest. But we're going to do it after this little break. See you after. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Okay, team, now we promised you an extra special treat, and this is the most special treat one could imagine. We have the one and only Gabriella Lambucci! Hey, Gab! Let's all say the last name at the same time. Let's get it out the way. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> a one, a two, a three. Lambucci! <laughs> how are you sis uh the whirlwind has finally come to a wrap how are you feeling honestly i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> i no, don't blame so you good. it's so good i love it i love every second i love all the attention i love the random encounters when i'm walking down the street and it's great oh how fun now okay of course i do say the whirlwind has come to an end but i mean the television show the last mm. episode but of course you're still right in the thick of it aren't you where are you at the moment oh, yeah. i'm currently in brisbane for the last show of work the world <gasps> yes oh, how fabulous the voss events work the world tour and uh that of course is with uh 
am I right with saying USA Queens and the top four of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under? Yep, that's right. Oh, and what a show it is. What a fucking show that was. Yeah, is unfortunately, this... Zach had to bear witness to my bullshit on stage the other day in Sydney. Wasn't <laughs> so, uh, so sorry about that. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so jealous. I really wanted to try and come to tonight's closing show. So this is the last show of the tour. Is that right? In Brisbane? Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. Oh, how fabulous. Um, So uh, that is, of course, very fun. But we are here, of course, to talk about your time on RuPaul's Drag Race. Talk us through that moment of uh, when you got contacted. What was it like in that moment when all of a sudden it slapped you in the face that you're going to be on the show? Um, Well, when I got the call, I was in the car on the way to Aldi, and then uh, I got the call, (laughs) and then I went to Aldi. (laughs) What is LD? For anyone listening that doesn't know what LD is, what is LD? It's a supermarket. It's like pack and save. Oh, okay. Fabulous. Fabulous. And uh, did you buy yourself like a little congratulatory treat from LD while you were there? No. <laughs> you bought those buttons, didn't you? That's where you got all those buttons for that dress. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I, didn't, I think we went and got something. We were going to go and get something for dinner anyway and then got the call and carried on as per normal because I was like, I can't do anything yet. I don't have a list there's no point in stressing or doing anything yet so yeah i mean okay. yeah makes total sense i wish i had that kind of restraint i'm just like <laughs> i as soon as like i get any kind of news like that i'm just like ah, you know i start like <laughs> pissing my pants and like throwing things on the floor i just yeah well that's just the norm for you keto girl <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh sorry <laughs> <that note. laughs> you know how hollywood has claimed to put black on the map would you say you have put ballarat on the map um no that's uh the gold rush that did that one or as we say the gold thrush yeah (laughs) oh god i wish my thrush was gold (laughs) oh god no you don't no you do not (laughs) so zach brings up a good point so you of course um are from ballarat and um you are the what what should we say you are the Premier showgirl. <laughs> Premier showgirl of Ballarat. And uh, you host a fabulous venue there called Piano Bar. Yes, yes, the one and only. Yes, and I had the privilege of meeting you, and that was such a special time for me during my tour because that, um, as as you uh, you just explained, you're feeling exhausted, and, and it is quite exhausting. People don't know that about sort of traveling drag and things like that, uh, but it was always very refreshing to come to a venue where there was like a really lovely new face, but somebody that made me feel right at home, and you did that. Uh, and I, th- I think the audience saw that on Drag Race. Did you kind of go into the season um, with like a, an idea of obviously who you are but did you go into it knowing that you were going to come across kind of as a sort of lovable character um no not really i didn't really have any expectation going into drag race because obviously we've seen however many seasons of it now and you can't go in with any expectation i just thought i'm going to try and go in and be as authentically me as i possibly can and whatever narrative they create out of that let's see what happens yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and and you bring up a point about this whole kind of editing thing and, and, and kind of the way they steer conversations. Do, do you feel like you had quite an authentic representation of what you gave versus what kind of went to air? Oh, I was extremely happy with the portrayal of myself because I, I very much so think what you saw on TV is very close to who I am. So, like, you know, there's, there's obviously moments where I'm just like, mm, that one was a little bit forced, but, like, it's it's pretty it's pretty authentic yeah yeah for sure and i think for the audience watching it you know i because i know what you're talking about sometimes sometimes they're like hey can you just say that again or like can you say that with your mm. head facing that way mm. <laughs> so i know what you're talking about but uh yeah it did come across very lovely and um are you uh 
enjoying uh, your newfound fame because, of course, you're in Ballarat, which is um, kind of rural, uh, rural, uh, what do we call it, Victoria, is it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's about an and, hour and a half um, out of Melbourne. Right. And now, of course, you're a household name, especially with all the gays and all the rainbow yeah. fabulous creatures. How, how are you finding that? Bizarre. It is so bizarre. Like, I walking the streets of Brisbane yesterday, I had randoms coming up to me doing the Gabrielle Labouche. It's haunting me everywhere. I very much so got the uh, the Lawrence Cheney treatment, and I, I yes. love it. I love every second. Yes. Was that a thing already before Rue and Michelle picked up on it, or was that brand new from the show? In the entire eight years that I'd done drag prior to Drag Race, not once had I been Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I I want to know. I mean, it, we've seen Drag Race now. It becomes a bit like formula. I don't know. I can't speak. I'm not good with English. But uh, you know, you, we know the structure of it. We kind of know the little things that Rue likes to do and the things that kind of pop up, sort of like kind of on repeat. And one of these things is sort of a queen getting a nickname or getting uh, their name said in a special way. And it always tends to kind of work out quite well for that queen that gets chosen. Mm. Um, did you realize? kind of straight away that Rue was doing that with your name or did it take a while to be like, hold on a minute, I'm that queen? Yeah, it, took, it, took, it wasn't until about episode three or four because, like, I was very hesitant with it in the beginning. I'm like, no, I'm super Aussie Ocker. It's not, it's not this. It's not this. <laughs> it's, um, but then, uh, yeah, the, the penny dropped around episode three, episode four. I was like, oh, shit, she's, she's doing this again and again. I need to lean into this. Otherwise, I'm going home. Yeah. This is going to yeah. have to be merchandise. <laughs> no, it's, you're literally the, you're the Ivy Winters. You are the, may I call you Jiggly. You are Lawrence Cheney. You're Lawrence every Cheney. woman. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you had any kind of kickback? Have you had any sort of negativity of anybody um, saying you're appropriating Italian culture? Yeah, it was, from, it was from ISIS. ISIS said stop that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that. It didn't make the edit, but on the runway she turned to me and was like, as an Italian, I'm offended. <laughs> um, but no, no, I've had a lot of people from Italy saying, we fucking love you. Uh, keep on keeping on. It's so good. They love it. They bloody love it. Oh, yes. And I think that's a testament to people understanding uh, genuineness and genuinity or whatever and kindness and just like love, which does tend to sort of um, come from you. I think people pick up on that. So they know there's no ill will, I think. As I said, I was never Italian from the get go. So um, I never (laughs) even thought, oh, shit, am I stealing someone's culture or something? (laughs) It was sort of thrust upon you in the most fabulous way. (laughs) I was talking to your mum actually in the bathroom at Work the World. I was like, so how do you think she came across? And she was like, the Gabs you saw is the Gabs that she is in real life. Honestly, my family are my biggest supporters. I'm very lucky. I'm very, very lucky to have the family that I have. Oh, yay. Have you, how long have you been, can I ask how long you've been doing drag for, Gabs? Um, I've done drag for eight years. October, it'll be nine. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Are you a Halloween baby? Uh, yes and no. So technically, yes, because I did it on Halloween, but it was for a friend's birthday whose birthday happens to be on Halloween. Okay. Were they having a dress-up party or you just decided? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they're having a dress-up party. So I was like, oh, I'm going to give drag a go. Yes. I now, feel drag's the... always like a pride thing. It's either pride festival or Halloween. When do you start? One of the Very two. Or sometimes New Year's. So we get a, a oh, loose yeah. few on New Year's. <laughs> Gabs, now one thing we didn't really get to see on the show is uh, you uh, you write 
parody music and like you write songs which i had the privilege of uh being able to witness when i came to ballarat but um is that something that you're gonna let the rest of the world see now that that side of your i mean we all know you're a quirky queen but are you gonna unleash it uh, look, I don't think I would release anything officially in terms of parody, but I definitely will be taking some things on the road, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. It's it's really, really <laughs> quite fabulous. For anyone listening to this pod, uh, if you get a chance to see Gabriella Labucci live, it's really just fabulously ridiculous, <laughs> like just funny, uh, just, uh, just everything you love about drag. Um, just dumb. Yeah. I would dumb. love to see par- Are you Are you the weird Al Yankovic of drag? Uh, well, yes. no, we don't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> Gabs, does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> Buy me a drink first, Keita. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gabs, if you had to, you've probably been asked this a million times, it's the cheesiest <laughs> question, but if you could <laughs> describe your drag race experience and you could only use three words strictly, Ooh. what words would they be? Oh, Kylie Minogue runway. <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know if you've followed the pod, but Zach and I were like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Honey, you don't understand fashion. I was the fashion girl of the season. It's not my fault you don't understand. (laughs) Yes! And art is subjective, ketamine. We were actually going to do social content. Apparently, Kita has the matching wig of that one, and she was kind of... (laughs) Where is it right there? Yeah! Oh, I wish I had mine. <laughs> when Mistress was wearing it the other day, I was screaming. I love it. It's so stupid. I, don't get me wrong. I fucking ache for a bad wig. I live for a bad wig. And my friends are like, are you seriously going to wear that on Drag Race? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I am. You're like, your response has just solidified it, actually. Mm. <laughs> There's so many layers to that wig. I, I wear it as well. And it's, it's just so fun because it's like, why is it like peach with like the fr- the frosted tips that are sort of like a bad bleach job and then like the gold tinsel and then the style. It's just so, <laughs> it's so fabulously it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God bless with my vanity and her hard fronts, her lockdown oh, hard fronts. I'm surprised she didn't share my photo of that runway. I don't, I don't know why she didn't. Hmm, suspicious. Free advertising for your week, vanity. I was going to oh, say, I begin to wonder, but that's Danny Minogue, isn't it? Whoops. Yes. Well, Whoops. <laughs> well, Gabs, uh, it's been such a treat. We're, we're going we're gonna to let you go. Um, but uh, just so you know, I we Zach and I have loved you throughout this whole season. I've been giving you all sorts of crazy nicknames it's been uh luchi gabucci it's been oshkosh kebabs it's gabby g <laughs> baby yeah gabby g i i just <laughs> fucking adore you and it's been you honestly have made this season it would it would not have been the same without your fabulous quirkiness so thank you uh as as a drag race fan and a, just a lover of drag thank you for being you and and bringing us your fabulousness Oh, thank you, sweetheart. And one more thing before I go, I would like to note that you and I had the same station to hang our clothes. Just putting it out there. <gasps> I oh. love that. Where the door opens? Both doors open and close, open and close, and shit got moved 24-7. Oh, my gosh. I have a story when we did the makeover challenge and they lost my fucking eyeliner and I fucking flipped my shit. Mm-hmm. And I had to go and apologise to everyone. I was like, look, uh, when I get stressed, I sometimes lose my cool and I'm really sorry it's not who I like to be as a person. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck is my liner? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
my god. They wanted us to do the um the quick drag, but they had like all the uh workroom tables like pushed up against the mirrors and stuff. I'm like, I can't get to my shit. How do you expect me to get ready in 20 minutes with this here? I I reckon they do it on purpose. I reckon they're like, let's give them no time and totally fuck with their space. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, how fabulous. Well, Gabs, uh, anyone that's following and having a listen, where can they find you on social media if they want to come and see you live? Oh, they can't. I've retired. (laughs) (laughs) She's peaked. We're currently Brisbane tonight, but just follow me on the socials, Instagram, Gabriella underscore Labucci, spelled exactly how it sounds. Um which is not helpful at all. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll post stories and shit is where I am because I'm here, there and everywhere. I'm popping up like herpes all over the country. So <laughs> Fabulously. Get your lips amongst it. <laughs> and Gabs, if you could tell anybody listening uh, anything, anything that you'd want them to know about you, your experience or anything, what would you like them to know? Um, I said it smelled like fart in the workroom for a reason. Oh. <laughs> Gab. Well, you're a guest, Gabs, and we fucking love you. Thank you so much for stopping in. We love you, Gabs Labucci. Follow that bitch. Go and see her live. Trust me, it is fucking hilarious. We love you, Gabs. Have a good day. Oh, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. And the time has come to push that button. My finger is on the button. <laughs> Oh, Miss Gabby G. Miss Gabby G. <laughs> Osh, gosh, bagosh, ooch, gooch, bagooch. Oh, I love her. Isn't she like, just an absolute sweetheart? What an absolute doll. That wasn't the longest I've talked to her, not going to lie. Um, she was the one I knew the least out of the cast. And now I feel like we've got this. We're sisters. Yeah. As I'm looking down at my phone, she's actually just followed me, which one? Rude, Gabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that means she likes you. She likes oh, you. I mean... She really likes you. Wait till she hears the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh no, she knows we were talking shit about that costume. <laughs> it was just not good. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I felt so mean. <laughs> oh, bless But on her. the other end of things, we have a different guest who does have great costumes. <laughs> Gra- the most amazing costumes in the game. And of course, they have recently been crowned the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Please give it up for our gorgeous new queen. Hail the queen, Isis Avis Loren! Woo! <laughs> Uh, oh my god good afternoon good evening and good night oh hello it's a winner baby yes i'm in a winner sandwich right now oh my god oh my god <laughs> right it feels right yeah. <laughs> most people say disappointing but we'll take right <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Isis. Oh my gosh, this this is going to be a dumb question, but how are you feeling? My darling, I'm feeling ecstatic. Uh, uh, the the crown is uh, quite light, actually, so my head feels wonderful. Uh, no, I'm very <laughs> excited. It, it's been incredible. I can't believe can't believe it has happened. Um, but also can't believe because I did very well. So there you go. <laughs> no, that part, I, that part. It's been wonderful. It's absolutely incredible. It's good to see a queen that knows when they've done well and, and knows uh, that they deserve deserve these accolades. And I feel like that was something that really came across during the show, that you are a seasoned queen that knows what they're doing. How long have you been doing drag? Uh, I've been performing uh, uh, in drag for 10 years. Ooh, a yeah. decade. Yeah. A decade, a full circle decade. Yeah, yeah. Well, 10 years in the game, and so t- so is it 10 years exactly, and on that 10th year, you win RuPaul's Drag Race. Could you have ever imagined this? 
Well, it, it is, it's around. So I started my um, drag journey in Melbourne uh, at another drag race, just a local a local competition, and I came second in that, and that was around ten years ago. Um, and so to then come full circle to do drag race ten years later, and uh, around the same time, uh, actually win uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under is it blows my mind it blows my mind I, I i'm not one to sort of to be too uh serendipitous or you know the universe works in mysterious ways which it does um but that's one thing and then also i've been seeing a lot of threes a lot of threes everywhere i won three challenges i'm 33 years old on season three in 2023 so mm. um, there was a lot of i was it was very strange and very weird but i'm like okay the the signs the universe is telling me something and um it was telling me I was a winner. So, <laughs> wow! Yeah. I, as you're talking, so much of this is resonating with me. So, there's a lot of parallels because I started drag in a drag competition and 10 years later won RuPaul's Drag Race. That was my story as well. Um, and also, uh, threes are very, um, in my life, have been huge for me. Um, so I bought Kaluzzi when I was 30. Everything everything has happened in threes for me. So um, that, how, how, look, maybe it's written, as there you, you say, it's written in the stars and the star is born in you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just incredible. Another thing was, uh, was I was in room uh, six to one, which if you add them all together is nine, divide by three is three. I'm probably just pulling things out of, you know, the out of the ether now, uh, but it's just, yeah, crazy. So I'm I'm glad that we've had a, a similar, uh, similar yes. simulation there with the, uh, with the threes. It's, you know, just means everything. Yes. Yeah, Kita really used does. to wear three XL. That's a whole thing. <laughs> oh God, that, that is very kind of you to say, Zach. <laughs> but sometimes I would bust out of a six XL. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of clothing, Isis, this was a worthy point to mention during Drag Race. You are an amazing uh, dressmaker, and you talked about doing bridal, and it even got bought up quite a few times on the show that RuPaul loves your outfits. Was that something you were expecting to happen? I wasn't expecting it. Going in, you don't know who's going to be, you know, the fashionista of the season. And we had some um, some really good competition in that sort of arena for this season with Floor and Holly. Uh, and even Ivory as well. I was, uh, we, we saw some wonderful things from Ivory post uh, her elimination. And before. Um, but uh, to sort of have Ru be like, girl you've got it and she called me the fashionista of the season uh and she when when she critiqued me or when, when we were doing the critiques for uh, the future runway she called me a fucking bitch for twice for, yeah <laughs> twice um so to have that is just incredible to be you know in any other sort of uh context being called a fucking bitch would be uh of course a huge sort of slur or um uh, workplace or, bullying yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but in the uh, in in this context in 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 this uh, it was a huge uh compliment and probably one of the highest compliments um you can get from the queen of drag uh so it, i was just over the moon over the moon it's a wonderful recognition of my skill uh and my talent so it just ah oh, right to the heart 
Amen. And and I feel like that fucking bitch comment is gonna be used in clips and meme. Are they called memes? 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 Oh, Kita. Oh my god. What are they called? <laughs> memes. Memes. The memes. The memes. Memes. The memes. <laughs> uh, but in you know in those meme in the memes for um for a while. I want that as a gif immediately. A gif? No, I'm no, I'm the one. Is it a gif or a gif? gif? Oh, okay. Is it a gif or is it a gif? You're gonna clean your bench with the gif with the gif with the gif. With the old oh. gif. <laughs> oh. People listening around the world are gonna be like, "What are those fucking? What are they talking, talking about?" about? <laughs> <laughs> now Isis, you're wearing a very beautiful crown today. Um are you is this is this the crown? No, this is the uh this is the crowning crown. Uh but okay. the official crown is still in New Zealand. They're gonna send it over to me uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I've been on tour uh for um the past week and a half. Uh we're finishing up uh tonight in Brisbane. Um but it's um yeah to, for safety so that it doesn't break or anything, they've kept it safe in New Zealand along with the scepter and it'll be sent over soon so I can have a nice little uh try on of that when I get it. Uh but this is this is the one for now, and I think it's quite beautiful. It's quite. It is. Uh, it's not as it's not as um, amazing as uh, the one you were crowned with. That you were in New Zealand when um, you got crowned. So uh, yeah. it's very pretty. It's very me too because the 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 AB sort of crystal is very me. And um, yeah, it matched perfectly with my dress. Exactly. How fabulous that you get two crowns and. Isis, you wear it so bloody well. You look so, so gorgeous. Good. Thank you, thank you so much. It's a, it's a pretty crown for a pretty girl. Your crowning look with the faux breasts and oh, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so beautiful. Was Thank that a Loren? Was that an Avis Loren? It was a collaboration. Uh, myself, uh, I made the skirt portion of that um, outfit, and then Adrian Wise uh, made the corset portion, um, which is just it's a full encrustation of beadwork and sequins and crystals. It's incredible work that he's done. Uh, he was the one who also made my uh, red showgirl outfit, my green fairy, uh, and my countess look. So he's incredibly amazing. He's made outfits um, for decades now for our Melbourne uh, showgirls, um, most notably uh, Vivian St. James, uh, the late and great Vivian St. James, the uh, trans showgirl, uh, who was incredible. She was is the um yeah she was the one in melbourne for a long time who was just the star of the show and um so i'm very honored to be able to wear uh couture by um adrian uh wise it's just oh his work is incredible incredible oh wow beautiful, beautiful. did he make bumper loves i dreamed a genie out there <laughs> <laughs> I made that, and I will tell you a, a little a little tidbit. I made that uh, maybe like three or four years ago. Um, it was for a show that we did at Vodevile. Uh, so I didn't make it for the show. I made it for a show, but not the show. Um, so she pulled that out, um, and I think it, it worked. It was a bit more purple. She should have added more fuchsia. Um, but you know, sometimes under the crunch, under the under the three week window we have to get everything together for Drag Race, you got to pull stuff from the wardrobe. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose that's you know what she brought. So <laughs> that's what she brought. That's, <laughs> that's what she brought. That's a kind that's answer. What that's what she brought. Now, I think you bring up Vodafone. Now, that was actually where I got to meet you for the first time, and I was taken with you. You did, um, I believe you did Voodoo Child. Did you used to do Voodoo Child at? at- Oh, 
Yeah, well, in that show, no, I don't think I, no, I didn't do Voodoo Child. That was Passion. Um, oh, I was Passion. Do, I did yeah, yeah. Well, she's my drag mother, so we're both skinny, lanky, yeah. praying mantis that walk across the walk across the um stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, in that show, that was now that's quite a while ago. I'm sure uh, in that show, I did a few numbers, but my sort of spot number solo um was burlesque, I believe. Um, oh, so, Christina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did a little bit of strip tease for the girls. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that shows we did we the show that show is was so old. Uh, by the time we retired, that I think all of us did every single run and track of that show possible. So you may have seen uh, any kind of version of it. So yes. it's um, <laughs> but you know I, the girls, the professional girls, so we know all the track. <laughs> it was so fabulous. Anita and I just had the time of our life. <laughs> From what I remember, you and Anita were extremely entertaining that night <laughs> by that time you girls were touring and you were doing all this stuff and amazing stuff and so like we were all probably a little bit jealous being like oh these girls they get to do all this sort of stuff we would love to do that so but look look at us now look at us now look at us now amen. Amen. amen touring touring the world so you've just told us you're currently on tour with Voss events all around Australia. Yes. We, we just had a chat with Gabs and she was saying how much fun it is. But tell us, what's that experience like uh, just touring, but, you know, being around these drag queens that we've seen on TV as well? And just to top it off, sorry to add so many layers to the question, but of course, being the queen of Down Under, what's this experience like? Uh, it's it's quite incredible, really. I uh, I'm, I feel very fortunate and I feel very grateful um, for the experience uh, to be able to go on tour um, while the finale is sort of happening and being crowned um, uh, in amongst it is just surreal. Um, we dream as like artists to be able to like reach a huge audience to send our message out there and you know entertain um, as many people as we can and bring love and light to everyone uh, and to do uh, what I do on a stage uh, such as Work the World we're doing convention centres we're doing huge theatres thousands of seats um, that's incredible that's incredible to hear that sort of response um, you get from a crowd that size is just mesmerising and it just it energises you and electrifies you and to be able to sort of work a stage that is that big that is um and well it's not easy to fill a stage that size not a lot of people can do it uh uh or it's a skill to be able to do it and to be able to inhabit that stage and just live in the moment uh and perform is incredible it is a it's a dream come true it's an honor um and uh, i hope i get to keep doing it because it's it's something that i love doing it's just it's incredible um and to work with the girls from america um who are superstars um we we uh, in this show we're just doing our uh, our numbers but the um the american girls do a full-fledged show and uh it looks like hard work but it looks like so much fun uh oh. it'd be incredible to do something like that um and to be a part of a cast that is just stellar and i guess to go around the world and um spread the uh the power of drag and the love of drag it'd just be incredible so i hope i get to do that um fingers yes. crossed uh it's be incredible uh so it just feels wonderful and um yeah where i'm meant to be uh, i hope i don't sound too conceited um saying that but it's sort of it's my it's it's where i sort of live uh live my best life out in so it's just yeah. oh incredible get me back there do let's do it yes. again let's do it over let's keep doing it let's keep pushing it 
I love well, speaking that. of filling the stage, you absolutely do that. You do Marry the Night, of course. You're cartwheeling. You're doing your silk fans. You are, you are on the rings. You're on the stage. You're doing the most. It was such a good performance. I was so impressed. Thank you so much. I wanted to bring many elements to it, um, uh, but most importantly, a story. So, uh, and to really uh, empower people. Um, Marry the Night is a really important song um, for me. Uh, not only is it by Lady Gaga, my lord and saviour. Um, <laughs> Marry the Night, uh, to me, is sort of marrying uh, to yourself and to what you can bring to the world uh, and committing to doing your best. Um, so uh, it's very... Uh, What's the word? Sentimental? Uh, it's very sentimental, yes. Um, it's very of the moment that I sort of have been able to uh, do what I do and uh, go onto this platform uh, of Drag Race uh, and um, be the best of the best, I suppose, in this, in this, in this season uh, and go f and win uh, and then tour with this with this cast and with this crew and um and do that song it's all very uh, it's all very fitting it all very mm -hmm. it's all very uh coming into the puzzle pieces have fallen into place it's um yeah oh, it's magical beautiful. magical that's beautiful and you touched on you know like it feels very right in this moment and doing this song feels very right and you touched on earlier about how kind of energy and and the threes and everything and it does feel like you are very in tune with um you know obviously knowing your strengths but just kind of just in tune with the energy around you and uh i i i think that's like a, a real string to your bow. I think that's what's pr potentially something that a lot of the other contestants uh, didn't necessarily have. Um, and, and it's so beautiful to see a, a queen that just knows who they are, what they're doing, and, and just giving it as then a gift to the rest of the world. Uh, it's, it's been really fabulous to watch you, Isis. Thank you. I um I went into Drag Race um, making sure that I was as genuine to myself as possible. There are times where, you know, you'll say something or do something that's not as, you know, in line with who you are, but that's sometimes just a momentary thing. But otherwise, I was really trying to sit into myself uh, and be genuine. I'm not someone who is overly gregarious or crazy. I'm not a Lagandra Stranger. I'm not a uh, Bianca Del Rio. Um, I'm not a... Um, Gabriella Labucci. I'm my Saran. I'm a lot more calm. I'm a lot more um, subdued, if you will. I'm a, I'm a subdued kind of drag queen. I'm a I'm a subtle kind of drag queen, if you will. Um, but what I do <laughs> is still very powerful, impactful. Mm. Um, a lot of people um, find it hard to find the stillness uh, in drag, which is also very powerful. Um, and that's sort of where my powers lie. Mm. Uh, and, mm. and in kindness and in love uh, and in finding those moments of magic that um, you don't need to be overly loud for. Um, there are moments where I am loud, uh, but it's it, I'm very calm uh, and I'm very sort mm. of just laid back and let's let's make the magic happen. Um, or let's let the, let's let the magic come through rather than sort of force it. That's sort of mm. uh, my mantra. Uh, yeah. yeah, as a as a powerful being, I know the magic's going to flow through me. Um, so it, it's it's allowing me to be the vessel for the magic and the energy yeah. rather than sort of uh, forcing it. Uh, everyone has their their own uh, levels and heightened high high, high moments or uh, what am i trying to say uh everyone has their own modes of uh, releasing that energy um but mine is um is there and i just sort of 
commit to that um, because I know that's what works for me. Um, yes. So, and it's also very refreshing because I mean, if we look at the past two winners of Drag Race, I mean, it's, it would be fair to say Spanky and I are probably both quite chaotic energies. I would say so. It is very nice to have a very regal, uh, pulled together, uh, forceful, forceful uh, energy coming through. Uh, you did talk about um, being on tour and loving it and wanting to kind of like do that into the future. Uh, I would like to know now that you are the winner, the reigning queen of RuPaul's Drag Race, would you consider doing it all over again? Would you do in, would you do a verse the world? Would you do an all stars? Would you do an all winners all stars? Uh, most, definitely. most definitely. I mean, so going on to the show, uh, it's my favorite TV show. So for anyone who wants to like do a TV show and their own their favorite TV show, it's an, an incredible experience. Um, I was I was very um, lucky to have a wonderful run. There are a lot of people who don't have a fun time on Drag Race, but I had an amazing time. Um, and you go in now nowadays you go in knowing what it's about. I grew up on Drag Race. I know what it's about. Um, so as long as you go in having some fun um, uh, and knowing that you know any outcome is incredible you're fine. Uh, so I would definitely do it again. Not in a heartbeat. Uh, <laughs> I definitely need some time to uh, recuperate, uh, you know, enjoy what I've, what I've accomplished now. Uh, but, you know, in a year's time, in two years time, three years time, it would be incredible to uh, do the experience all over again, because it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. I don't know about you, Keita, but I had an incredible time. It was, um, it, it was uh it's just wonderful to be in the presence of um in, in presence of great uh superstars that uh you know australia uh, and the world has to offer um and new zealand of course um <laughs> but to, be, uh, it, to be in front of um rue and michelle uh and reese and all of our special guests it's just it's a it's a wealth it's a pool of knowledge uh and of wisdom that is just uh beyond anything because it's so tailored to drag so it's incredible yes yeah love that and now hear me out down under versus the world and the down under competitors are you me and spanky ah yes Let's do it, girl. <laughs> let's fucking do it. World of Wonder, if you're listening, come on. Hey, Down under first yep. the world. Let's go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm seeing a top three. I'm seeing the top three. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> alliance. Alliance. Do you think on the tour, Aquarius, like, oh, no, I'm not the only winner. Oh, piss. <laughs> well, she's literally been saying, she's literally been saying winners recognize winners. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> it's been really cute. It's been really cute. Um, we are the only winners on this tour, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. She's she's lovely. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. Oh, well, you know, and it's right. It does take one to know one, and you're an absolute sweetheart, Isis, and such a worthy winner of being our reigning queen of the queers. So uh, thank you <laughs> for doing what you do. Uh, Isis, if anyone's listening and they want to know how they can follow you on social media to come and see your live shows or the likes, where, how can they get in contact with you? Uh, yes, so you can follow me on all the platforms at Isis Avis Loren. That's I S I S. A-V-I-S-L-O-R-E-N. Uh, and you can also head to my website, isisavisloren.com. Oh, how fabulous. Mm -hmm. A dot com even. <laughs> I love that.
I remember specifically in episode one, I was still getting to grips with your name. And I remember just tweeting out like, I love ISIS. And I was like, oh, can I tweet that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was quite a discourse around hashtag team ISIS for the finale. So I was furiously (laughs) trying to be like, hashtag team ISIS, Avis Loren. But, you know, she's the Egyptian goddess. She's incredible. Uh, You know, I'm a goddess. She's a goddess. We're all goddesses. So get that in the (laughs) basket. (laughs) Yes. And just before we let you go and uh, get to your fabulous uh, final show in Brisbane, Bris Vegas, do they call it that? No, I'm still showing my age. Brizzy. Who is saying Bris Vegas? (laughs) I thought that was a thing. Um, uh, Before we let you go, Isis, if you could tell the fabulous listeners anything, if you could give them any advice or let them know anything about you, uh, what would you like them to know? Uh, I would love them to know to uh, love yourself no matter where you are, what you're doing, uh, because love is the answer. Uh, Because we're all, we all come from the same place. Uh, We're all going to the same place. Um, That's death. Uh, But have a good time (laughs) while you're here. All right. Enjoy it. Um, Yeah. Grab your, grab your friends, find someone you love, hug them dearly and, um, you know, have, have a, have a gay time. Never a wiser word spoken. Well, we love you so much, Isis, and we're so fucking happy for you. And viva our queen of RuPaul's Drag Race, Down Under, the one, the only, the icon, Isis Avis Loren. We love you, girl. Have a good day. Bye, darling. (laughs) Oh, bless her. Isn't she an angel, Zach? At Isis, I bow to thee. Yeah, I will kiss the feet. I would honestly it's so fitting that she named herself after a goddess because she really has that energy doesn't she she really knows who she is and and she Mm. obviously has for a long time because she gave herself that name I presume um and she you know it's so lovely to be around someone that's so self-aware like that Mm. and she's so well um articulate and she can explain Mm. her answers so thoroughly Mm. she's very impressive yeah, I mean, almost to a great... point, I was like, shut up, we've got more questions. Yeah, but... <laughs> I was like, babe, we're on a time crunch. I'm going to need a <laughs> But, you know, that's, again, is a testament to her. At no point did we feel like she didn't want to be chatting with us. She just absolutely mm. was, um, she loves what she does. And she was letting us know. And it just, oh, love her. Never, never a more deserving queen. I'm just so, so happy yeah. for her. Would it be rude if I put her interview in 1.5 speed just so we can get through it? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, next yeah. time we have ISIS. <laughs> Thank you. Chipmunks. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> wow, I can't uh, believe we're sitting here. This is the final episode of Ketamine's Business, for now at least. Oh my gosh, our last episode of Ketamine's Business. But you know what, Zach? It has been an absolute treat being able to hang out with you every week and being able to watch the show and enjoy the journey of RuPaul's Drag Race together. Yes, and even though we're so far away across the Motu, across the Hodaki Gulf, is it the Pacific Ocean? I don't know. Yeah, that's one of Across them. the Waitamata, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, we get to chat and hang out with you, sis. I loved it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, get some more projects on the go. Let's not and say we did. oh zach delate well um i know we do this for our gorgeous guests but if there is anybody listening to this pod that has loved our chemistry together where can they follow you on social media zach delate they can find me at zach delate on all social platforms i would say spelt how it sounds but it sounds like fucked (laughs) there's a d and an apostrophe and then (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, if you would like to follow me, I am Ketamine on Instagram, Ketamine Official on TikTok, and uh, Ketamine Sits on Cakes on OnlyFans. <laughs> Sorry, going through a tunnel, we missed all that. <laughs> Can't follow you. Follow Zach instead. But yes, thank you to all our gorgeous listeners that have been listening to the pod each week religiously. We have yes. seen the numbers growing and we're so grateful for all the love that you've given the pod over the last Yes, and thank you for coming up to me in the venues and the clubs at Drag Expo and saying some unsolicited opinions, to be honest. But <laughs> thank you for the feedback and the love. It's been so much fun. Yes, and if you would like to hear some more Zach Delarte and Ketamine, uh, please let us know, and uh, hopefully we might have something very special planned for the future. The era of Kanita is over. It is now Zakita's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Viva Zakita. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I love you, girlie. I love you, Zach Delarte. Until we see each other again, mwah. mind my business, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! Yes. Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh, I wasn't recording. No, just jokes. <laughs> oh my god, imagine if I actually wasn't recording. I can see the recording. <laughs> is GarageBand guy? I had GarageBand. <gasps> I'm stopping recording. It is. It is. Oh my god, wait. Was full T, my recording light went off. You're full of shit. No, I'm being serious right now. It was definitely at the start. That, that's real. I'm being serious right now. Well, I don't know what that means. Oh my god. I might just ask, actually. <laughs> we'll be fine. We can use the- I'm not doing this again. We can oh use the Zoom. God. Not this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.